Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's John from What Just Came Out of Your Mouth podcast. Episode 8 is here. We're trying to make it work. We'll go through it. We thank, well, I thank everybody for the views, for the shares, for the feedback. I really appreciate it. I think it's going well. I hope you stay tuned as I get better at this. Um, People share, people get to know about it. I hope it really works out, you know. And uh, uh, I'm going to try and get everything, the cameras ready and all that good stuff so that you can actually see me while I talk or see my guests because I'm trying to get some people in here talk. So let's see how it goes, you know. I hope everyone is doing well, staying away from Corona. You know, or staying away from hot spots of Corona. I know everybody has to live their life. Just be careful. You know, try and not keep your mask on, of course, like I always say. Uh, But don't let this drain you. You know, I guess we're going through Corona fatigue, you know. Of course, half a million, almost half a million people people have died. Uh, But we'll get through it. We're resilient people all around the world, not just in America, you know. And uh, I just believe that... We'll get through this like everything else that we've ever had, any issues that we've had in this world, we'll get through. And uh, I just wish you all the best, you know, in your health um, and in your life, you know. That's sometimes, you know, I always tell people, I always tell people, hey, uh, you know, I wish you good health and opportunity. Because if you're really a hard worker or really take it serious, you will make sure you'll take advantage of what's in front of you. So, for example, if you if you truly speak about how you want to work hard or anything, all you need is opportunity and good health because those are the only two things that will ever hinder somebody be, uh, from ga- gaining uh, success or, you know. So I just I just hope everybody is is in a position to provide for his family and everything. Now, uh talk about um just my fun fact of course we always go through my fun fact i hope y'all are enjoying those fun facts i think that's like the easiest thing for me to do is just the small time between before the podcast start a fun fact i hope y'all enjoyed maybe i can get more in depth and in, in depth with it and everything but uh i enjoy it too because it's things that i don't know i do some research i read about so uh so i i like it you know so just going ahead with it is an h Ancient Athens, the world's first democracy, they had a process called ostracism, where once a year the people could vote on a politician they thought was the most destructive to the democratic process. The winner, in quotations, of course, was banished from Athens for 10 years. Now, so imagine that. You vote somebody in office. It don't matter who you vote in, come from different districts, different states, and everything. And at the every year, once a year, you can vote to banish him. Wouldn't that be something awesome that could happen? You know, I mean, I I could name a few politicians I would love to banish. You know, not necessarily just the president, but you know, a few state representatives. You know, a few. Uh, Senators, you know, a few people from the House of Representatives, and 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 uh, you know, get them away. In four years, you could banish four people. 
you know, get rid of them, which I think is perfect. I don't, I don't see why, because if you're disruptive to the democratic process and you bring in lies or uh, mistruths or alternative facts to the place and you're rounding up people to to bring to to that type of thing, you you can definitely have a uh, have something something like that benefit us, you know. So I could name a few. But you can see how democracy, even in 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 those times, was 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 almost I feel at as at at its most pure form. Now we have alternatives now of uh, what democracy looks like, but that that would probably be something that we'd be able to reinstate and uh, get people because a lot of these people in Congress, you know, there's a lot of consequences for the people in the highest office, like the president. And uh, nobody else really answers to any problems or any uh, any mischievous things that they can do in Congress or the House of Representatives, and it'd probably be something that we could do, you know, help out. But yeah, going on from there, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, of course, is the Myanmar coup, uh, um, which is for otherwise it's known. It's not only known about Myanmar; it's Burma. It's located on. Um, it's located in Asia, of course, bordering China. Um, since 1962, that was the first time they had a military coup. And they've been in power from 1962 till about 2011. Uh, they did gain independence from the British in 1942, I want to say. I believe that's where they gained independence from the British. Uh They've had, uh, of course, a parliamentary system, as they say. So I believe that they have a president with uh, ministers and everything and uh, m- uh, members of parliament. Um, and uh, their, their biggest, uh, well, the, the most popular leader is Aung San Suu Kyi. Aung San Suu Kyi is the daughter of one of the most prominent freedom fighters in uh, in in Burma at the time, right before independence, he was the uh, he was one of the most uh, beloved freedom fighters, and he was assassinated right before independence. Um, and she's been in the spotlight, I want to say, from then on, you know, as uh, as a leader, you know, and ever since the military coup that happened in 1962. She's been fighting for independence from uh, from uh, fighting not independence. It's crazy that you talk about independence uh, when you, it's your own military that's keeping the country at bay. But um, she's been prominently fighting against the military for I mean you could you could say for years now since um, okay the first time that she was she ever since from 1989 to 2010 she spent about 15 years in detention the military has uh, kept her in detention and also after in 2011 she I mean okay till 2010 she was released of course she's she's fled to Europe she's she married a foreigner uh, when she married a foreigner in uh, once she got released from prison of course the the military had agreed to a new constitution but it stated in the new constitution that anybody married that was married or ever married to a foreigner cannot hold the office of president so Aung San Suu Kyi 
was uh, was was married to a foreigner because she also fled the country and uh, was stayed outside the country for a while too, and uh, doing this whole debacle with the military and everything. And uh, she she then in two thousand eleven, uh, her party, which uh, her party ended up getting the new constitution that it wanted and in a power sharing agreement with the military that the military believed the military said that they were going to adhere to the uh, new constitution now she became the de facto leader now let me explain what i mean by de facto leader i mean de facto leader she is the most prominent person in her party right she is the most prominent person in her party but she is not she's not elected president of the country if that makes any sense so she makes all the decisions in the back but she has people in the front that are representing her wishes or her doings um so she makes all the decisions in the background, but she cannot be the president of the country because she's, she was married to a foreigner. I believe that was the problem. That's what the in the Constitution said. Um, now, the, the biggest thing about her uh, was in, I want to say in 2017, she was accused of not condemning the military uh, for the killings of the Rohingya Muslims in the country. Now, Rohingya Muslims are the, uh, is a Muslim minority in the country, which the military went went about basically trying to extinguish them or kill them. You know, well, which was genocide. They they tried to eradicate the Rohingya Muslims from the the country, and uh, Aung San Suu Kyi did not condemn it or didn't even comment about it. Um, uh, there was some there were some reports that she actually denied it even happened. Now, is she denying it because of how what type of power the military has that you know it could mess up everything? But she didn't say anything, and um, she also won the Nobel Nobel Peace Prize in 1991. This is when she was under detention and moving all around the world trying to gain um, gain support for the uh, the liberation. I mean the multi part part in the country, which, like, we can end, for, I mean, calling for the end of milita- military rule in Myanmar, Burma. So uh, it's been an up-and-down thing. She hasn't been able to really... Uh, now, this, this new military coup, this one that happened just a few days ago, was brought about because the, the ruling party, Ms. Suu Kyi's party, uh, even had a greater, they got 70% of the vote in the country, which was up from the first election that they had in, uh, and they, which the, the the midterm election that they had. So the military felt like it was a rigged election and they felt like they were cheated. So they suspended uh, the internet in the country, detained 24 ministers and replaced them with 11 of their own. And that's where it stands right now. Uh, the internet has been down for a couple of days. They haven't had outside communication, but of course, you know this this phone, 
because there's other means to communicate outside the country. And that's where where it's at right now. Of course, leaders from Europe, leaders from the Americas, leaders all around the world have said that they condemn the actions of military rule and military rule is not supposed to happen. But uh, that's how it is in uh, Myanmar. So we're going to monitor and see what, what they say, what comes out of the country. But I know all of the uh, ministers, including Sun Chi, and the only person that has authority to declare a national emergency is the president. But unfortunately, the military did it, you know, so there's not much they can do right now. But we're hoping and seeing that democracy wins, you know, and we can go from there. You know, that's that's like the biggest thing, you know, this Military coups are, are crazy because, you know, something similar happened in uh, in uh, in Egypt, you know. Uh, there's there's a lot, you know, in, uh, Gaddafi and them was a military coup. There's a lot of examples all over the world uh, when it comes to military coups, and they don't usually end up uh, going as well as you we thought. But, yeah, that's where we're at with the country. Now, I wanted to go on forward, forward from there into something more lighter, you know, sp- talk about sports. You know, we have Leon Messi, you know, the great Barcelona-Argentinian player. The E-Magazine is a local publica- publication in uh, Spain that leaked out Messi's contract. It was a $500 million plus dollar contract for four years that would pay him $123 million a season. So Messi has been paid $123 million a season. Can you imagine that? I think the closest one is like, I mean, you're talking about LeBron. or uh, I don't know who has the biggest contract now, Patrick Mahomes, but his is over 12 years. It's like $40 million, So not even close. Messi, of course, in recent years has underachieved both on um, his club level and uh, club level and internationally with his country, you know, and recently, just last season, asked for uh, asked for trade. He asked for trade, of course, didn't get it. Was embarrassed and everything. I mean, I'm not sure who leaked the information, but I don't think that works out for him, anyways. I don't know why that would be something that he would have wanted leaked because who's going to take up that contract now? Uh, the the president of Barcelona refused to give him his uh, his trade, kept him there, played him because of course the season with Corona was uh, extended and he didn't Messi didn't want to disrupt the team by asking for uh, asking for a trade as soon as uh, as soon as the season was going on because of the extension they ended up losing didn't make it didn't do too well. He asked, he requested for a trade. Of course, they denied it. He's been there. The president has been expelled, of course, or not uh, voted out of uh, being the leader of the Barcelona uh, interest group. And uh, that's where he's at. He's playing right now. They're not doing too well in uh, in La Liga, uh, but he's still a great player. Uh, they, the landing sport spots for him were really slim, especially seeing what type of money he was making. And but I mean his money warrants where he's at 123 million a season. That's a lot of money. Let's see how that develops and what what it goes from. You know, I yeah, man, uh, 500 million dollars in four years. Wow, you know, if only. 
Just, just a percentage of that. I don't think anybody in my family has made $500 million. I don't think we'll ever see that money, you know, but there are people making that type of money. It's crazy. Uh, well, let's let's see. Let's see. You know, I'm not concerned about his, his pockets or anything, but, I mean, that's generational wealth. I mean, I, people get 10, 15 million, and that's generational wealth. Imagine 500 million. You'll never have to worry about anything for the rest of your life. And um, so it's crazy just making that much. Uh, so, yeah. So let's see what Messi does. Uh, fantastic player. Just hasn't won anything with his country. Unlike uh, my boy Ronaldo. He's gone through the European Championships. He's done well, you know. Uh, greatest goal scorer of all time, you know. So, I mean, we love him. But Messi is also one of those players that uh, has really changed the game. And they've battled. I mean, of course, I believe Messi is a better player than Ronaldo. But... Doesn't mean I, I I can't have a preference, you know. So it's 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 amazing. It's 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 nice to see. Um, you know, this is like boxer money. This is Floyd Mayweather money. You know, Floyd is the one that makes about this much in 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 sports. You know, so he, I mean, he's up to par with Floyd and McGregor a lot of these um, contact sports guys, those are the type of monies they have because they actually fight maybe twice a year, and that's what they make. You know, Floyd, I heard his last fight was a couple hundred million. So he's on par with that. And now that we know what Messi's making, this, you know, they would like, the Forbes makes a list, and I don't know how they came up, but they were really off with this one because it said he made about 50 million, and that's 123 million. So not even close. <laughs> so whenever you read those Forbes things, just take it with a pinch of salt. They don't know how much these people are making. You know, you don't know how deep the pockets are of a lot of these teams and everything. So they can be say they're struggling and paying somebody that much. You know, it really shows you how much money is in sports. I wanted to go uh, on to gaming. You know, with uh, we I've been looking at Nintendo. Me and my wife during the coronavirus, we ended up buying a Switch, a Nintendo Switch, and we really. Enjoyed it. It was a really fun gaming system. At the time, right when we were buying it, the prices had gone up because of coronavirus. So we finally found one, got it, you know, and we've been playing it. We've been playing Super Mario Kart. We have Super Mario Kart Mondays where we get in, we play some, you know, just have fun. You know, it's really, it's really, we really enjoy kind of like the little competitive thing that we do at the house, you know. And now to see that Nintendo Switch is now the highest selling console uh that nintendo's ever had you know uh and they've shown i mean incredible profits from around i want to say around february to december of this past year 2020 and it shows you how beneficial these these uh, gaming systems came along when uh, corona came around i mean you could not find one for less for that the price that they sold them in the store it was i mean two three times more it was selling them for like five six hundred dollars it reminds me of when the ps4 came out or the new xbox came out i mean people are doubling the price on them and people are still buying them and that's what happened with during the pandemic and it's showing how much gaming has become i remember my brother was an avid gamer and uh, we had an xbox uh from the first xbox 360 i mean we had so many of these 
in the Nintendo Wii, all these good stuff. And we uh, we played. We really played. We enjoyed. But it's such a big uh, market now. You know, PC, consoles, all this, like, yeah, it's taken over. You know, I feel like, you know, kids don't necessarily... Not that I'm talking crazy about kids, but kids now, even more than ever, really enjoy gaming, you know, and there's a market, uh, there's a market for it now. You know, when I was growing up, there wasn't really a market, but kids still played. Don't get me wrong, kids really played, and uh, I didn't get, I didn't get to play that much. I, I was more of an outdoors kid, kid, yeah, you know, bikes. My, I remember my brother getting a Game Boy Color, uh, and uh, all these Game Boy Advance, uh, Xbox, and he was usually getting them, and I would play them, you know, I mean, we used to play PS, uh, there was a PS2 we had, we played San Andreas on there, it was crazy, I remember, I, and okay, take that back, my auntie had bought me the original PlayStation in like 99, I believe, and uh, played it without a memory card for years because nobody wanted to buy me a memory card. Imagine that. So I played it for years. There was Need for Speed at that time. I played a lot of Need for Speed. And uh, I remember my friend Maurice had FIFA 97 on PC. And we played FIFA on there. It was a really nice game, man. It was a lot of good stuff on there. So I played, but I majority played outside. That was more of, uh, more of my thing. And with the occasional of playing playing a game or two. So, yeah. Um, so, it shows you where gaming is going now, you know. And uh, let's let's see how, how it goes from this. You know, these are small consoles, you know, how it goes from this to, you know, there's that Oculus, which is like more of a virtual reality. Let's see how that improves as the years go on, you know, with the cheaper TVs, cheaper technology, 4K, 8K. And um, see how it goes. Really enjoy those type of things. I really like seeing technology going. You know, with these flat screen TVs, uh, you know, it's about time for me to get another TV or something. And also even with vehicles, you know, electric cars, yada, yada. There's so much. But, yeah, but that's all I have for today. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I want to shout out to Trav, uh, Travis Wilson for doing my cover art. I really appreciate it. Uh like the... Thank everybody that listens, uh, I, especially my wife. She's a few episodes back, but she does listen. I hope she does listen because she doesn't listen, then she didn't hear this message from me. So let's see if she does listen. If you do listen, maybe I got $500 for you. But if you don't, you're not going to hear this, babe. All right. But uh, I'm just joking. I ain't going to give you $500. But I got something special for you if you are listening. And uh, so that's all. I thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday. No, on Wednesday with a new episode. Try and talk about, you know, more fun stuff, more relaxed stuff. Um, and uh, get into more of a debate type thing, you know, try and see how I can um, move on with this. Thank you so much for listening. There's John, Johnny from uh, What Just Came Out Your Mouth. Thank you for listening to, that, to my episode. Have a great day.